Welcome to From Betrayal to Breakthrough. I'm Dr. Debbie Silber, and today's guest is Dr. Dolores Fazzino. With over 40 years of nursing experience and having assisted in approximately 9,000 surgeries, Dr. Dolores Fazzino has seen firsthand how a lack of self-care and a lack of mind-body-spirit alignment manifests into disease and injury for people. Gifted since she was a child with intuitive abilities, she's always been on the cutting edge of her career. Dr. Dolores Fazzino, DNP, Doctor of Nursing Practice, nurse practitioner, lifestyle and wellness coach, and author, is an energy medicine specialist. Her company's Spiritual Wellness for Life offers coaching to reconnect individuals with their inner wisdom, and Recovering Healthcare creates programs to address gaps in the healthcare system. Three such programs are the Concierge Surgical Coaching Program, authoring a resource book called Help, How Do I Get the Most Out of My Healthcare Experience, and 28 Days to Transformation, Reignite Your Passion for Nursing to Assist with Career Burnout. Wow. Wait until you meet my next guest, Dr. Dolores Fazzino. We're going to be talking about some pretty out-of-the-box thinking, including psychic surgery, how energy gets stuck and manifests into disease, and more. You're going to realize just how bad it is to suppress emotions that need to flow through you. You're going to love this interview. Here we go. I am so excited because today we have Dolores, Dr. Dolores Fazzino, and she's going to be talking about healing in ways you never thought possible. So welcome. We're so glad to have you. Well, thank you so much. I'm delighted to be here and I can't believe it's uh, already the middle of November. So (laughs) it's like, here we are. <laughs> right. And I'm not sure that's when people are going to hear from us, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. So let's just, let's just get started here. When you say healing in ways you never thought possible, what makes you even say something like that? Well, you know, in my lifetime, I've seen some amazing things happen personally and both professionally. I've been in the healthcare industry for over 40 years and Um, I have been in the realm of surgery for the last probably 27 years, and I'm an assistant surgeon as well. So I get to assistant surgery and see how people create illnesses and problems for them um, that are due to unresolved emotional concerns. And sometimes sometimes betrayal is part of that. Yeah. So talk to us about that. When you say create illnesses, how does someone create an illness? Well, you know, I come from the background of holistic medicine. I was Western medicine trained, but I've always dabbled in anything that was alternative because I, um, I was very fortunate at a young age to witness a miracle where um, it involved a family member. My father was uh, diagnosed with uh, a systemic infection that was due to previous, a previous surgery he had back in the 60s where they didn't have, you know, the regulations and the sterile technique that they, they have today where that was common that people would pick up a hospital-acquired infection and pretty much die. So he had surgery during that time, picked something up, was, you know, sick for a little while and then, you know, stabilized for about four years. Then in the early 70s, every 18 months, whenever his health was compromised, you know, his immune system got compromised and he got sick or something, this would flare up, go into his abdominal cavity, create 
havoc of, of pockets of abscess and he would be hospitalized and having to have major surgery beyond his deathbed. And that happened four times. And my mother, who was very um, well um, advanced for her age, I was going to say, as far as being on a spiritual path and, and a metaphysical type of modality, she was looking for alternatives because Western medicine was not helping my father. It was just a repeating cycle of stuff. They didn't have a solution. So interestingly enough, the last episode my father had, had was around 1975. And at that time, the CAT scanner was developed. And when they put my father under the CAT scanner, they were able to determine where the infection was coming from. And that was from a previous surgery he had back 10 years prior. And their solution was that he was going to have to have a spinal fusion and the risk of um, there was a high risk of paralysis, like 50%. And my mm -hmm. mother didn't want to have anything to do with that. And so my mom started looking at alternatives and in, in the, the realm of faith healing and psychic surgery. And so I've always been fascinated with that. So long story short, she contacted a man from Cairo, Michigan, who was a, um, a minister and he had the gift of healing touch, basically, or laying hands on people and people would heal. So, of course, my father, being the skeptical that he was, didn't want to have anything to do with it unless the surgeon agreed to it. So at that time, my dad was in the hospital. My mom marched down to the nurse's station where the surgeon was and said, you know, I would like to have a, a spiritual healer come in to assist my husband. Would that be okay? Without missing a beat, the surgeon was writing, looked up and said, sure. So my mom marched back into my dad's room, made the announcement, and my dad agreed. Not 10 minutes went by. My mom went back out to the nurse's station, where the surgeon still was, and announced that my father agreed to have the spiritual healer come in. The surgeon dropped his pen and looked up and said, what are you talking about? I never agreed to that. Oh, wow. So talk about a God moment where things were starting to line up the way they were supposed to. Mm. Long story short, in a month's time, my dad was discharged to home and they were still determining his next steps for, you know, his, you know, potential surgery. In the meantime, the Reverend came out from Carroll, Michigan to Connecticut, where um, I was living when my family lived. And um, they waited for us to come home from school. And my two grandmothers were there. And, you know, I don't know how the minister knew that my dad had a leg length discrepancy of about one inch because we knew this because he had lifts in his shoes. But he knew that somehow he knew this and he asked my, my, my father to, you know, lift both his legs up as he was sitting. And you could definitely see that there was like a one inch gap there. Had him put his feet down, said some prayers over my dad, touched the top of his head and his solar plexus. Not five minutes went by. He said, put your feet up. They were both the same length. Wow. So in that moment, I knew that it was my mission to go into healthcare because I was on the path to become a concert clarinetist. Mm -hmm. And so I knew that I was supposed to help people realize that there are other, there's other ways to heal than just the traditional. That was the beginnings of it. So, and, and I my, just, and I want to just mention here because psychic surgery, and, I, and I'd love you to really explain what it is. You don't even have to be there. That's right. Correct. There's the famous John of God and I've been he does there it eight times. Wow. Okay. So yeah. can you talk a little bit about that? Like what is psychic surgery and, sure. and what goes on? 
But let me just finish up the story. Sure, My dad sure. never had to have surgery. He went back a month later to have a, a repeat CAT scan. They found no evidence of the infection. And my father lived to the ripe age of 80, and he passed away about six years ago. Mm. And he never had to revisit that problem. So in you know, talking about psychic surgery, yes, you're absolutely, if you know the concept of energy, okay, we're gonna talk a little bit about energy. Everything is energy. Our physical body, the chair that I'm sitting on, the chair that you're sitting on, the mic, you know, the uh, whatever you have on your walls, plants, animals, it's all energy. And what we also need to remember our thoughts, our beliefs, our connectedness to whoever we believe in, God, source, you know, Buddha, you don't believe in anything, that's all an energetic connection. It's almost like, you know how radio waves connect frequency frequency it's frequency mm-hmm. and energy so that is why when people do distant healing sometimes it's more effective because the the further the distance the more potent it is and i'm not really sure why that works that way but it does and you would think it would be the other way around exactly that physically you know you're there right in their space, it would be, I mean, it's effective, but it's even more effective sometimes at a further distance. So as far as psychic surgery is concerned, a lot, this goes into, ties very well with what we're talking about, about emotions being trapped. Many of us, we've all had, you know, lifetimes, if you believe in past lives, many lifetimes of a lot of different things. There's a lot of things that come into play here our lineage from our parents and grandparents, that contributes to who we are, okay? And just everything that we've experienced, you know, emotions or, you know, say we were betrayed by somebody but never really got over it and we keep it harbored within ourselves, guess what? That's just a pocket of energy that was never experienced. So it hangs out in your energy field and if you continually you know, uh, just for an example, if you're not a person who expresses their emotions or feels their emotions, Mm -hmm. those are pockets of unexpressed energy that are hanging out in your energy field. And just like any type of vessel, if finally it gets to the point where it's at a tipping point and it needs to go somewhere. So where does it go? It bridges into the physical body by the lymphatic system and the endocrine system. And then it just starts doing things in your physical body. So the unfortunate thing that I see is that there's a huge disconnect with people and emotions. For some odd reason, you know, we come to earth to have that experience of experiencing emotions. That's what makes us human. That's the human aspect. But yet, as soon as we were here and we dip our toe in that, we're like, oh, hell no. It's just Mm -hmm. like, I don't, you know, it's like you push it at bay, you kind of sit on it, you ignore the elephant in the room, you know, but the thing is, that's energy. And so it's unresolved. So when you experience that, your emotions, yeah, some of them aren't pleasant, but sometimes it's necessary to just step into that and just feel what it feels like, just to what that feeling feels like. Because what happens for many people is that it's uncomfortable and their first reaction is to push it away, you know, pretend it's not there and distract themselves from really experiencing that. Mm-hmm. But really what this piece of emotional experience wants, it wants to be reintegrated with us. 
Because when we do that, push it away, it's like we're pushing away a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. So, so what you're saying then is if I'm getting this right, Mm -hmm. it's sort of like some, that energy gets stuck. And when it gets stuck, it's going to go somewhere. And by expressing it, that's how it moves freely. Like I'm kind of, I'm, I'm envisioning like a swamp and a running stream. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's a really good analogy because for some people, it's just like you get stuck in that murky stuff and it's just, you, you know, it's, there's a law of attraction component to it as well, because you know, whatever you focus your attention on, like betrayal, like I've been Mm -hmm. betrayed, guess what? You're going to attract more opportunities for that to happen because you're, you know, you don't want to get hurt. That's another thing. You know, when people say, oh, you know, I want to create not getting hurt. Well, guess what? You're going to create getting hurt because you're focusing on what you don't want instead of, you know, focusing on, okay, I want to uh, to be, you know, appreciated, loved and accepted. So if you start focusing on that, just like the law of attraction, you're going to gain more and more about it, but feel what it feels like to be appreciated. You know, we all have, you know, we could all close our eyes right now and just imagine, you know, when you felt appreciated, what did that feel like? How did it feel in your body? And does that, so if you're, if you're feeling that emotion and appreciating that emotion, does, does that help move the energy? Is that? Yes, absolutely. You're spot on with that. Because the thing is, it's like when we detach ourselves and try to keep things at, at bay, it's, it's really efforting and, and it's expending a lot of energy for people. Do you know what I'm saying? To, to try mm-hmm. to, it's almost like you're keeping, uh, you're reacting and you're trying to control it. Whereas when you just allow it to be as it is, you know, allow it to flow through you, it's almost like a bubble. When you walk into a bubble, you're in the middle and the next thing you know, when you take a step, you're on the outside of it. So emotions are the same way. Yes. You know, sometimes you just want to distract yourself so you don't feel the intensity of it, but know that this too will pass. This is not going to be a, you know, you're not going to open Pandora's box and never get out of it with that. And I think that's what it is. People may feel that if they, if they feel that emotion, they'll, they'll be like sucked under a wave and never come up for air. You know, that's our perception of it, but that's not true. Mm. So what would something like psychic surgery do for, for a, an emotion that someone would experience after betrayal? Like, would they well, psychic surgery that out somehow? <laughs> well, you know what? They can, because psychic surgery is not just the physical stuff. It looks at the mental, emotional, and spiritual as well. Okay. So in my experiences of going down to the Casa down in Brazil, um, you know, that's a lot of inner work that goes on. People come from all over the world, you know, for physical stuff, non-physical stuff, you know, just exploring, you know. Um, and I think what happens is a lot of stuff that drives us is very unconscious. We aren't aware of it because it's just, it's almost like an automatic. But in regards to, you know, any type of emotion, including betrayal, if a person's ready to release that, if they go there and they ask for assistance with that, the other side that, well, let me back up a step. Psychic surgery, just so people know, is like um, John of God is a medium. So he's the type of medium that when the entities come from the other side, his soul steps out of his body. And so he's a little, he's unconscious about what's really happening. And 
he allows his body to be a physical vessel for the doctors and surgeons and entities and helpers from the other side to come through and do amazing healing. So sometimes you could just be in that energy and the high frequency is so high, you could feel like the radiating love coming through. And that sometimes is a healing within itself. Mm -hmm. And I know for some people listening, they may think that sounds downright crazy. And I just invite everybody, yeah, (laughs) just to, I remember one of, I remember saying this years ago and it served me so well. So I just want to share it with anybody who's struggling with this. Just because we don't understand something doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Exactly. Right. So just consider it just if nothing else is just something new that, that you didn't, that you didn't know. and, and I, I agree with you on that because it's so true because, you know, sometimes people need to have to ha- have the physical experience in order to realize it's real. Mm. I see this all the time with my colleagues in Western medicine. I mean, I've gotten called under the carpet a couple times, but I know my stuff. I've experienced it. So when they say something to me and they're saying, well, that's just a bunch of baloney. And I said, well, are you saying, are you... Um, are you referring to your own personal experience or is it something that you read? And of course it was something that they read. And I said, well, you know, by you expressing what you just did to me, you totally negated somebody who actually had an experience. I said, don't you think that's arrogant of you? Mm. And it, it just, it, it, you know, but it's the truth. Right. Right. You can't make a judgment call just because you don't believe it doesn't mean that it didn't happen. Right. Absolutely. I, I, Completely agree with you. So as far as something like betrayal, are there certain emotions that manifest, that you see manifest as certain physical illnesses? They can. I think everybody's on their path. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I think betrayal sometimes, if, you know, betrayal's like, you know, there's a lot of anger around that subconscious. And a lot of times when it comes into consciousness, this is a good thing that you're angry. It's on its way out. It's when it's not expressed, it festers. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people create, you know, like bowel things. They create, you know, there's not one particular illness that it creates. It's going to create whatever it needs to to get your attention to look at that. Mm-hmm. Be it a cancer, be it like a, you know, a blood problem, a hormone problem, whatever. It, it's like there's a component to that. And, you know, I wish it was so black and white, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's like it's going to be different for every individual because everybody's situation is different. What I do know is that when it's not addressed and healed, it continues to fester. Classic example. Okay, go ahead. Classic example, you know, from a surgical perspective. You have somebody who is really angry because they, you know, they were betrayed by their husband and they just can't let the bone go. Okay. So they are really angry. And if they're the type of person that doesn't vocalize that, but internalizes it, sometimes people create you know, a pancreatic cancer for themselves. Mm -hmm. And as we know, pancreatic cancer, like the pancreas is right in our midsection and from alternative medicine, Chinese medicine, and anything with meridians, this area is about anger issues. And when it's Mm -hmm. blocked, guess what? Something 
you know, the flow of the energy or the chi is not where it's supposed to be. So there's a blockage. And so it starts getting congested and it starts, you know, creating havoc in your body. And for some people, they create the extreme case of things and they need to, you know, my mother was, was a, a classic example. She was the type of person who internalized a lot of her emotion, you know, even betrayal, but mm-hmm. just like her, her, um, her MO during life was like, ignore it. It'll go away. Mm-hmm. And so when you ignore it, it's got to go someplace because it's still energy. So she internalized it and that's where it came, came out for her. And, you know, she basically, you know, it ended up, you know, she ended her, her life ended because of that very shortly after she was diagnosed, but it just came out of nowhere. But looking back after she had passed, I could see mm-hmm. how, you know, okay, this is interesting, the pattern. And it was in her lineage as well. So it's like the, we're in an amazing time right now where healing could happen like instantaneously. We're also in a time right now where healing the lineages and our ancestral timelines can be healed at the same time as well. So it's a very, very powerful time. So the energy doesn't continue to progress in the future. Mm. So what do you suggest to someone? Someone's been betrayed, they're angry and and hurt and overwhelmed and stressed and depressed, and they can't make any sense out of their situation. They feel awful. They're feeling almost every, every mental, emotional symptom they can feel along with all kinds of physical things. What do you, what's a first step for them? To breathe seriously and to know that this too shall pass. It does. It's important to feel what they're feeling and what you might notice too, whenever we have feelings, whether they're what we consider positive or negative, they're, you know, we label them that. They're just expressions of emotion, basically. And our perception of that, you know, determines things. That's where we're, you know, that's why we're in the power to be able to make a choice as far as how we're going to react to that, mm. okay, or how we're going to express that. So, Breathing, feeling, and if you, when you feel and you have something coming up in your body, so, you know, sometimes let's just do something really simple. Mm -hmm. Right now, think of something that really pushes your buttons, okay? And let me know when you have it, Mm -hmm. okay? When it pushes your buttons, where are you feeling it in your body? Um, Probably my chest, Okay, so you feel like there's there's something. Does it feel like it's tightening or expanding mm. or? Yeah, tightening. Flutter? Okay, so right now I'm just going to invite you. Just close your eyes and go to that feeling, and just give it so much unconditional love and acceptance and appreciation, because it's really a part of you that wants to come back to home. Mm-hmm. You. Mm-hmm. Okay. You, you so, know what I love about that? It was about, you made it about uh, giving myself love. So it wasn't about doing anything, mm-hmm. let's say for that person who hurt no. me or, or it was just about what I needed. Debbie, it's all about people taking care of them, putting themselves first. Why is this so hard for us to do? You know, <laughs> we've been programmed that it's better to take care of somebody else and put yourself last. 
I'm just cracking up because I look in my family lineage and, um, you know, we always choose our families, okay, for whatever reason that we need to learn these wonderful growth opportunity uh, golden nuggets, if you want to call them. But in my mom's family, in her generation, at age nine, she was in charge of raising her baby brother. Mm. So at age five, me being one of four, it was put upon me that it was my responsibility to take care of my brothers and sisters. And I'm thinking to myself, what about me? Who's mm-hmm. going to take care of me? And I'm thinking to myself, this is just crazy. I mean, even at age four and five, I knew that this was not appropriate. But yet you do these things to survive. So as soon as I turned 18, I never turned back and never went home. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, it was it, that was my journey. But what I'm saying is that that's where the lineage comes in. So it's about breaking the old patterns so they never continue on. And of course, in, in my lifetime, I never had a desire to have children because I had to take care of, I raised children when I was a child. Mm. So, you know, that's the patterning for me. So it's just like, I'm perfectly content not having kids. <laughs> right. And now was there something that you did to, to clear that energy of your past? So you weren't oh, yeah. angry or resentful or anything? Oh yeah, it's and it's still a work and it's still a work in progress because you know those of us who um, help other people, I'm a firm believer that I need to walk my talk, mm-hmm. and when I work with my clients, I don't ask them to do anything that I've never done myself because I, I, I just believe in authenticity and being genuine, and I think that's how people are when they you know they should be if they're helping other people, they need to be doing the work too. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, here we are, you know, we're all, and we're all intertwined together. So it's just like everybody has pieces to everybody's puzzle. It's like a, it's a huge matrix. Mm. And it's beyond comprehensible how everything's interconnected, but it is. It, and it's so amazing because so many people have different methodologies and strategies and processes, and you just never know what's going to create that shift that just allows you to think differently and approach yeah. something differently and, and Debbie, that's the beautiful part of what we're experiencing right now. It's like, it's not a one-stop, one-shop fits everybody. Everybody's so uniquely different. So when I work with clients, I always tell them, what do you want? What, you know, And I teach them how to listen to that voice inside because that voice inside always will guide you the right direction. And I imagine many, many women, especially I find, don't even know what they want. Exactly. Right. Absolutely. So what do you want to make sure everybody hears before we wrap up? Well, you know that you are loved more than you could ever imagine. You have to start allowing yourself to receive that. And you, and it's about reconnecting with your inner essence, because when you're able to do that, that's where you're going to get your, your information and your insight and what you need to do with your, with, the next steps on your path that you need to take for you, not what everybody on the outside tells you what to do. It's like, yes, they might be telling you something different, but you need to be honest and true to you and do what you want to do. Um, and in healthcare, I see that a lot. People give their power away to everybody outside of themselves instead of really honing in and deciding, okay, does this feel 
aligned with where I need to go. You and know, it's a scary I, I place. Yeah, and I know how to do that. And I love that you're saying that because I think we just assume that that guru, doctor, healer, therapist, coach, anybody kn- must know more than we do. Yeah. But especially, I, especially when those ideas seem crazy, they probably just seem crazy because it's so different than what we've been programmed to believe, but that doesn't make them wrong. No, that's true. Yeah. And it's, it's just like, you know, I think what's un- what's wonderful is that there's so many choices and opportunities. It's up to us individually to tune in and, you know, if you could do this through mindful activities or meditation or what do you, even walking your dog gardening is a meditation where you could get into your body, into the stillness and just ask questions like, okay, what's next for me? Show me what's next. And then you're shown this and then you take divine action into to doing that and then coming back and getting your next piece. Mm. Because what is right for some people may be, you know, poison for somebody else. I mean, it's just one of those things. Mm. And this is how you need to like maneuver through this. Since we're energy and fluidity and stuff with, with all of that, it's just like ebbing and flowing, knowing where you need to go next and trusting that. That's the big part. People don't trust themselves. And anything people could do to start learning how to do that and, and allowing themselves to trust and I think that is just such an important word right there because as you know, with betrayal, trust gets shattered. Mm-hmm. So trusting those messages that you get, that you receive, yeah. even though they sound crazy, even though they sound weird, odd, mm-hmm. different, trusting. That's a that's a, a wonderful, wonderful example. So how do we learn more about you? Where do we go? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I have a website called recoveringhealthcare.com. And it really is um, geared towards looking at alternative ways to solve problems that we have in uh, Western medicine. Um, I have a retreat coming up of May of next year in Mount Shasta. It's five pillars of extreme care, uh, five pillars of extreme care, self-care. And um, I'm really excited about that. There's more information. You could go to events.recoveringhealthcare.com to get to that page. And um, if they're interested in contacting me to learn more about, um, I take coaching clients and I offer classes and stuff like that. They could just email me at info at recoveringhealthcare.com. Oh, Dr. Dolores, you gave us so many Wonderful insights. I, I'm sure things that they don't. A lot of people don't hear every day, and that's what's so wonderful because it may just be what somebody someone needed. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, just thanks for being on the podcast. Thanks, Debbie. Appreciate it. Okay, so if your insides are more like that swamp versus that stream visual I mentioned, it's time to make a change. Those stuck emotions are wreaking havoc on you and they need to move because when they don't, they're going to let you know just how much of a problem they are in the form of illness and disease. Stay in touch with Dr. Dolores by going to recoveringhealthcare.com and we'll have her information in the show notes at pbtinstitute.com forward slash podcast. Here's my biggest takeaway. Don't be afraid to feel those emotions. While you may feel like they're too much to bear, and if you allow yourself to feel them, they'll overtake you forever, that's not the case. You need to feel it, 
to heal it. Running from them, denying them is only a recipe for illness, disease, and a way to ensure they'll keep following you until you pay attention. And these emotions may already be showing up for you in the form of illness or unhappiness. If the pain of betrayal is keeping you sick, sad, and stuck, you may be struggling with post-betrayal syndrome. Take the quiz and see over at pbtinstitute.com forward slash quiz and let us support you. Go to Facebook and join our group, Women Hacking Betrayal, where we give information, tools, and support to help you move forward and heal once and for all. Can't wait to be with you next time. And here's to your breakthrough.